to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 290 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all are having a fantastic start to your week. I cannot believe it. This is, I guess, the official countdown uh, starting now to episode 300. Ten more shows. Cannot believe it. Um, I think what we're going to end up doing is closing out season six on episode 300. I think that uh, makes the most sense to close things out that way. So I think what I will do is some giveaways and stuff like that, counting us down to episode 300, which is going to be a blast. So what it will probably end up being is, is it will be the uh, award show, the lucky dog lap down recap, as well as uh, some other surprises that I will throw in the mix for sure. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And, you know, I just said, ah, and I, I ignore a lot of negative stuff on Twitter. And to be honest, I don't get a lot of negative stuff directed at me, which is, you know, I, I, I try to play right down the middle on a lot of things. You know, I don't get too overly, um, you know, verbal or aggressive with my opinions and things like that with regards to, to racing and all of that. Uh, just cause you know, I I'm here for fun and I gotta, I, I'm going to vent to those that are listening here because I got a review and I don't get reviews very often on Apple or, or whatever the case may be. It's an amateur podcast. I understand that. Um, but I got a two-star review and it's just not sitting well with me. And I'm going to read it to you guys. And you guys tell me if, if I'm being too overly sensitive here or not, because I, I, I really don't let things bother me too much. But it goes, the title says, ah, every other word, brother. Ah, your info is good. Ah, but I could not get over the fact that he says, ah, ah, every other word. Ah, it's a verbal tick that became all I could hear. Ah, got to clean this up. Ah, brutal stuff. And that's him putting the ahs in there. Uh, so I get the sarcasm. Appreciate it because I am a sarcastic person. Um, but what I would say is, is this is a hobby cast. I got a real job. I got a six month old. I put a lot of time and effort to have established the reputation that I have with uh, teams across all three series, media members, NASCAR itself, that they obviously don't mind the ah uh, all that much. I do not have the time to pay and or go and clear out all of those. And yeah, it's it's just part of my vernacular. I know that it's not the best and that that should get cleaned up. But uh, yeah, so that just just sat the wrong way because, you know, it to take the time and effort to go rate a amateur podcast so lowly when obviously just here for a good time, putting some time and effort to have some fun and to do something different. Because if you're listening to the Lap Traffic Podcast, it's because you are a diehard NASCAR fan and either want something other than what the national uh, people will give you or you just need that much more, which I appreciate all of you guys as I do. And I hate the fact that I just rambled on about that for two minutes. But anyways, like I said, it just 
it, it bothered me, and I don't know why. So, anyways, hey, at least you listened to a show. That was good for at least one download, I guess. So, appreciate you there. If anybody wants to go and not make that the last review and, and bump that bad boy back up with a, a five-star review on Apple, that would be amazing, and I would appreciate you something fierce to the fact of if I get a couple screenshots of some five-star reviews, I don't know. Maybe I've got a live traffic t-shirt or something to send you. I don't know. I just might. But anyways, there's that. All right. On to what we're here for. Uh, hope you have. <laughs> see, now. Oh, see, you put it in my head. I just heard it again. Mm. Hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, Thursday. <laughs> I'm doing that one on purpose. Last round of golf for the uh, Thursday night league, which is done. Just have the outing left for that. Shot of 43. I was uh, pretty, pretty pleased with a 43. Uh, let's see here. Friday ended up downtown at LCA for some Friday night SmackDown, which was cool. Saturday played another quick uh, nine holes in the morning, prepped a ton of meat. I, I mean, I did smash burgers. I smoked a pork, pork butt. I smoked a chicken. I got meatballs ready to go smoke for some Italian grinders. Uh, all three, the Weber, Traeger, Blackstone, they all got a workout this weekend, which was which was awesome. And let's see here. I did not see a lap of the Xfinity race. I'm not even going to lie about that. And what a wild Sunday morning afternoon with the cup race. We'll get into all of that here in just a couple minutes. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's show. It was a Thursday edition with Steve Latart. That was awesome. Great to talk to Steve. And got some cool things uh, lined up for you guys tonight. Uh, Dustin Albino, jayski.com is going to be on. And... I'm sure you guys saw on Twitter, there were some crazy bets made and some crazy payouts made this weekend. Uh, and we're going to get one of those guys that made one of those crazy prop bets on the or parlay bets on Jason Fellenbaum. Uh, turned 13 bucks or 10 bucks into 70 grand, which is awesome. So I thought, what the hell? That would be a cool addition to the show. Let's reach out. Sure enough, we'll get Jason on here a little bit later as well around the uh, social media segment. Uh, we got Newdorf on, Lucky Dog, Lap Down Picks, all that good stuff. So uh, let's get things rolling. I've wasted enough time. Let's get Dustin Albino, jayski.com, back on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me back on the line, making his 14th appearance on the show. I know he is just as excited as I am for the kickoff of the playoffs, the kickoff of college football. We got some wrestling to talk about and, of course, NASCAR to talk about with jayski.com. Welcome back to the show, Dustin Albino. What's up, brother? I'm closing on that record, aren't I? Yes, sir. You're getting that. <laughs> you are up top up there for sure. Yes. Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, how you, you traveled to Daytona? Uh, crazy weekend for you. Yeah, since the last time I saw you, or you know, I guess saw and talked to you, uh, doing a podcast. I think I've been to five of the last, I don't know, eight or nine races. It's been it's awesome. been a busy little stretch here. Uh, but yeah, went to Watkins Glen. That was a fun show. I thought that was compelling racing because of the first stage, uh, and, and really the whole race. But the first stage was amazing. Sure. And then Daytona very wet <laughs> yeah right yes <laughs> no and way around it and tiresome like a lot i mean a lot of sitting around making you know making yourself have to work to do something I, it was look it was good racing in both races the end of the xfinity race got a little chaotic and the cup race it was a good race i thought and Absolutely. even we had a lot of a lot of underfunded teams uh get a good payday yes that's you know that's you know, to those that aren't a fan of the the plate racing, uh, that is definitely the one perk is that's a great opportunity, uh, you know, depending on if we're running a road course, maybe at Daytona, but, you know, three to four times a year, mm -hmm. 
four teams to go out there and, you know, get a little extra in the, in the reserve for, you know, the, the rest of the season. There is no doubt about it. Like that is super, super speeder races are always there. There's there are a lot. There's a lot of intensity involved there. Obviously you're going to draft, you know, do you stay in the, the back of the pack? Do you lose, not lose the draft, but stay on the, the back half of the pack just yeah. to avoid the chaos. Yeah. All, and that's what this, a lot of the smaller teams do. And a lot of times it prevails. Absolutely. I mean, I think some of that's what led to, you know, Micah McDowell becoming such a great plate racer. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we, we've seen some of these guys just start to excel at playing it safe and smart to put themselves in that position at the end. Um, you know, and we're even starting to see it a little bit more on the road course side, too. Some of these guys, you know, take advantage of, you know, big names, you know, reckon uh, early and being overly aggressive and quietly getting some top 10s and 15s that we're not, you know, normally used to seeing them get. And even this year, like uh, Charlotte, uh, the Coke 600 was uh, an action filled race, really good race, probably the best race of the year from start to finish. And that's hard to do over 600 miles. Yes. Um, but like Cody, we got a top 20 there. So there's another race of attrition. We've seen quite a few of those this year. And you know, the smaller teams are taking advantage. Absolutely. I love it. Um, well, we can we can obviously and we'll dive back into the NASCAR talk here. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we have to talk some wrestling. Um, a lot's happened. A lot has happened. So I had down here. Uh, March was the last time. And I'm like, no, that can't be right. You're like, hey, no, I was on in June. So I'm glad that uh, you, you found that there because I, I must have missed that one somewhere. So I'm, I'm glad that that's it hasn't been since March that you've been on. But, yeah, a lot has happened since June. Um, you know, obviously the stuff with Vince McMahon and, and I don't want to get into speculations of stuff on that front. So we, we can just talk about, you know, what's actually going on. Triple H back running creative. We're seeing some talent come back. Uh, you know, what what have what have you thought of the product? And, you know, is there anybody you'd like to see back in WWE? There's certainly an uptick in everything. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's it's like a breath of fresh air. Like and and look, Vince, like he was a it sounds kind of weird, right? Because we're grown adults talking about wrestling and talking about Vince McMahon, <laughs> talking talk about Vince McMahon. But you know, for so long he was the man in charge, and it's like, what what would wrestling look like, or what would WWE look like without Vince McMahon? Yeah. Now we're getting that, and so far, you know, I know it's only six weeks in, five six weeks in, but there hasn't been a bad Raw. No. <laughs> and, no. And and Raw, you know, if it's if it's bad, it can lag because it's three, three hours, hours long. At least SmackDown, you're in and you're out in two hours. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I've like SmackDown before before the change at the top was terrible. I think, yeah. oh, my God, it must have been seven, eight weeks ago. I'm, I have a few friends up here that watch wrestling, too, and we're in a group chat. And it was the day that one of the allegations came out and it was the worst and it may co- you know, go together is why it was so bad. Right. But it was right. the, the worst episode of WWE program I've ever watched. It was terrible. Yeah. But now there hasn't been that. No, so I'm 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 all for, you know, I'm pro Triple H. He was one of my favorites as a character growing up and, and he ran NXT and did he turned that whole brand around, made it what it is today, and now he's doing the same thing with the main roster. Yeah. Now I, I am with you. Um, you know, with that, you know, I I really hope 
we get Bray Wyatt back in WWE. Yeah. I know he was doing like some movie thing or some show thing, uh, but that is a missed talent as far as I'm concerned, as far as, you know, getting that casual fan to tune in to see when, you know, whether it's a recorded, even a recorded preempted segment of the Firefly Funhouse was pure gold. And I, I miss that. I want that back. I love the double character thing, uh, you know, as, as Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. Like, I mean, that is, I am, and maybe it's because of the fact that uh, I was such an Undertaker fan that I'm missing that type of character uh, mm-hmm. that larger than life, that, you know, 90s theme character, if you will, that that's maybe why I'm I'm yearning so much for a Bray Wyatt fiend character right now. He's number one for me, too. I think, you know, before last week, Gargano was probably number two. Um and I'm excited to see what he does on the main roster. But yeah, like you said with, with Bray Wyatt, he's such, a, he's such a character and he can play multiple characters at the same time. Like he's shown with The Fiend and, and like you said, the Firefly Funhouse, which is something that current day like shouldn't work. No, right. But, exactly. he, but he made yeah. it work. Yes. Yeah. It's so, so corny that it, yeah. it worked. Like <laughs> It worked so much that they did a match, Yeah, you know, WrestleMania with John Cena. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I know that was different times. It was, you know, the early stages of COVID the first month, but mm-hmm. so they had to do something a little different, but instead of, you know, instead of wrestling in an empty warehouse, but yeah, that shouldn't work and it works perfectly. I am with you. Um, what, uh, you know, what, what's still a bust though for you? Is there anything that that's not hitting for you right now? I'll let you go first. Fair enough. I, I am having such a hard time getting into the the divas tag team division right now like i just feel like they're they're tournamenting things to death like they're forcing teams together uh you know the the yeah the 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 women's roster is so strong um but it's obviously you, you don't have the depth because you don't have the number of uh, female superstars compared to the number of males that I, I I personally don't think you need a a tag division in there. You know, maybe a a second tier mm-hmm. belt, kind of like the Intercontinental mm-hmm. uh, for the, for the women's division. But I I think they're overforcing tag teams that we know are just you know they may be gone tomorrow so to speak you know i I agree i agree with you on that and especially you know the the finals were monday night and a team that had no prior experience together won the championships like that's i have a hard time buying into that i i agree with you there i would say that's that's high on the list but i do think like bringing into kodakai and eos guy uh name change um i think that (laughs) i think that's a like that's a natural team sure. and putting in Bailey the, as the mouthpiece. And obviously she wrestled last week and will wrestle this weekend. Uh, you know, she, she's proved herself. So having her in them, ele- having her in their, in their corner elevates them. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I would say that's probably the top. I will tell you like before, before triple H took over the intercontinental championship was, a, became a joke, honestly. Yep. Um, yeah. But since then they've highlighted and I can't wait for Sheamus and Gunther. Yeah. That's probably my most, that's going to be such a hard hitting match. Yeah. It's going to be, that's, that's going to be physical. There's no doubt about that. Um, has, ha, have they backed themselves into a corner a little bit with Roman Reigns uh, being champ as long as he has, because at this point now, 
you know, there, there's no quote unquote believable talent to just, that's all of a sudden just going to maybe beat him in a fair match. Like is, uh, they, they built up Drew. They built up Drew again. And obviously he gets his chance this weekend, but it, it is hard to see them taking both belts off Roman. Right. I think they really right. put themselves in a corner of uh, unifying the championships yep. because now you've got to, whoever, whoever beats Roman, I mean, it's the two year mark today yep. uh, that yep. he's been champion. Whoever beats him is going to be elevated. So do you want someone like a McIntyre who probably needs it, even though he's already been at the top once, you know, two years ago, or do you think I they mean, save it for a potential, but see, and, and I love Cody Rhodes, right. And we talked yeah. about this with WrestleMania, like, you mm-hmm. know, he's, he's positioned right with the Royal rumble return from the injury, like that it's slayed up to him on a silver platter. But I, I mean, is he a believable contender to actually go out and physically beat Roman Reigns from a believability standpoint? Like that's I where, think- yeah, I think so. I think he is. I mean, they do have some. Like Rollins, he could be thrown in the title picture at any moment. Yeah. Riddle, I, I didn't. So that's one thing. I didn't like their storyline, ah, you know, yeah. for then, a while. Riddle Riddle, and Seth. But it picked up last it night. It did. Hard. <laughs> All right. I want to throw this crazy idea. Since you actually brought up, you know, the unified belt thing. Like, crazy idea here that could then create the ability to let other people go and individually kind of get the belts ununified. a turn of the Usos on Roman Reigns, where they each individually somehow win, you know, one belt each. And then now someone else gets catapulted to go on a single side to maybe beat the Usos from a raw and SmackDown brand, so to speak. Like that's, that's how I could see them potentially saving Roman Reigns is, you know, uh, credibility by like some Heyman turn. They're in like some crazy, you know, three-way match to where if Roman loses, he loses both belts. They each double pin him or something like that, split the belts up and, and then the, they go out or, of their way. Or just have a championship match for one belt. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the most, I think, logical and easiest way to do it. Now, Detroit... SmackDown was in Detroit. You weren't there, right? Uh, I was there. Yes, I did go. You, so yes. no spoilers, um, yes. but because they taped two episodes, I know. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm curious as to what happens on SmackDown leading into the pay-per-view this weekend or premium live event, yes. as they call them now. <laughs> um, but I think Drew's been built up good. My, I'll tell you what, my favorite thing probably right now, it might be my favorite and my least favorite. So if you want to talk about least favorite, it's that Roman signed this new contract and he's almost never there anymore. Right. Uh, that's a little annoying, especially that he has both the belts. It's like Brock Lesnar territory. Absolutely. Um, my favorite thing might be the bloodline, though, because them incorporating Sami Zayn, I think Sami Zayn is a hell of a talent, incredible entertainer, and makes anything good, That you know, even if it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, him trying to fit in, just, just, I think eventually what's going to happen is Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to, and they kind of teased us last night, team up and take the belts off the Usos. And that'll, maybe it splits up the bloodline or maybe there's some tension there. But that's that's the storyline I'm most intrigued by right now. Yeah, no, I think that's a great one for sure. Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, Big E, does he deserve another shot at things when he comes back? 
if he can come back, yeah, right? I, I hope he gets back. Yeah, um, it'd be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I don't think he was given. He he didn't have a lot to work with. I don't feel like like that was at a time where the creative was pretty bad. He yeah. lost every major match he was in as a champion. Yeah, you know, yeah. all all in non-title matches. Uh, I think he beat McIntyre once at a Saudi show. But aside from that, like. Like Biggie has all all the tools you need to be a face of the company guy. So, yeah, I do think he could be a top guy, and his return's going to be huge. It's going to be like Cody Rhodes when he comes back now yes. again yep. uh, from injury. So, yep. yeah, I, th- I think Biggie could definitely be a factor should he come back here in six months or so. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100% there. Um, all right, let's uh, let's cycle back to those that we haven't lost yet, and. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Get back to the NASCAR talk here. Um, Xfinity series, uh, you know, that is, as everybody knows, that has been listening to you uh, over the last uh, 14 appearances on the show. Uh, the Xfinity series is is your bread and butter. It's, it's the one that you probably put the most, uh, I'm not going to say effort into, but prior to J-Ski, like that was, that was your series. That That's who just drivers, storylines you were doing re- research and, and putting stuff out there on. So that that's your that's your baby. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So you're asking me about Daytona and how yeah. that was? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I love the fact that Clements won. Um, you know, for me, leading up to this, you know, there really wasn't too much of a quote unquote playoff bubble. Uh, unless an outside guy from the top 12 won. Now we do have a little bit of a bubble, you know, with 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, and, and I'm excited about that for the last couple of races. You know, it's not just set in stone. Hey, here's your playoff anymore because we've got someone outside that, that not mess things up, but mess things up for some other teams out there. Yeah, I mean, there there was a lack of lack of playoff bubble. Um, Sheldon Creed was starting to get hot. He's shown a lot of speed the second half of the year of his rookie year. Yep. The strategy though that team uses sometimes is like it's like what are you thinking? <laughs> like you know, yeah. like at a uh, Watkins Glen, a caution came out on the it was right before the end of stage one. They were running like third or fourth, and they pitted. Had they not pitted, they probably would have got eight or nine stage points. They and likewise, they only got one because they finished tenth in the stage. Like that's those are eight or nine valuable points. Absolutely, yep. <laughs> so, and as we saw with the Cup Series with Truex and Blaney, like every point right, adds man. up. Yeah, and well, so, especially yeah. especially when you get a new winner like like Jeremy Clements, and now you know Creed was thirty nine points out going into Daytona. Now he's fifty five. So there is a little bit of a battle. Um, the colleague cars are only thirty three and twelve to the good over Ryan Sieg. I would give them into the advantage still, but. I don't know. It, they've been, I don't know if they've been underperforming. The cars haven't been up to, to like quote like they were last year, but AJ Allman, you're still the points leader. So there's some kind of, something's not clicking there. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's that. Yeah. Uh, when, when we look at the standings, you know, uh, the fact Clemens won, you know, that, that knocks Sieg out technically right now, if they were to start today and we've only got a 12 points uh, difference between Sieg and 11th and Castle and, or I'm sorry, Sieg and 12th, Castle and 11th. So yeah, the, the, there's that bubble that we, you know, didn't have uh, going into Daytona, which which I love. I'm surprised, honestly, because, you know, Castle, 
you know, he, he's led some laps. He's been up front, uh, but he's also had some really bad ones, too. So, you know, I think the law of averages is, is what's caught up to him from where he's at in the standings right now. What, what could really hurt him is he got DQ'd at New Hampshire. Yeah. And he lost 50 ish points where, you know, he was battling for the win for the majority of that race. Yes, so I forgot about that. Yeah, that, that was a little. I mean, little so if you add 50 there. points to his total now, he's 62 to the good and he's really not sweating because I don't, you know, the final three races of the regular season, Darlington, Kansas, Bristol, I don't see a new winner happening. No. Now, there could be some kind of crazy strategy that happens or, yes. or something, yeah. but I'm. I don't see it, but good for Jeremy Clements. I mean, we we can't overlook his win. It's his second career win. Both have come on August 27th, That's which is crazy. Creepy. That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because the race started on August 26th the other night, but it ended on August 27th. Wow. That's so weird. technically five years of the day of his first win, he gets a second win. Um, and, you know, I talked to him in New Hampshire, and he was really down. He's like, I want to win for this team, but – they couldn't get anything going. Their speeds, the team believes, is similar to last year where he had a career year in all categories, but the results haven't been there. Yeah. The other night, he finally gets some luck on his side, and, and he prevailed with a victory. Absolutely. Um, I mean, from a playoff perspective, I mean, we're obviously going to, you know, for, for talking purposes, say, you know, Dinger, Gibbs. Uh, you know, who are you looking at that could possibly, you know, fill in those other two spots in the in a final four? You know, Allgaier having a very Allgaier like season, uh, you know, three wins quietly up in the points. Uh, we got Gregson, Austin Hill. Uh, he's been up and down all season. Uh, you know, who else would you maybe throw in there early on here as we're getting close to the regular season ended in there in the Xfinity series? I could see it really realistically right now. I don't know because Hemrick always goes on these runs in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> uh, last year, point you know, point proven. But I would say right now, it's got to be between Gibbs, Grax, and Allgaier, Almondinger, Barry, and Hill. Like those are the six I would think that could make the final four. Yeah. Yep. Now, you know, but narrowing that down, I would say the top four seeds right now are the, are the favorites: Gibbs, Grax, and Allgaier, Almondinger. Yep. However, Hill like. You know, I know you said he's been up and down, but really, you know, lately he's been up. I know last week he was leading the race. He's an incredible super speeder racer. And the thing is, is he doesn't like racing on super speedways. <laughs> um, but he, he's won Talladega, or he won Daytona this year. He won Atlanta, which is now a pack, you know, pack racing. Um, and he had up until Watkins won eight straight top 10. So he's, he's hitting his groove at the right time. Yep. Um, I think he's a dark horse. Another dark horse i would say could be hemrick but he's got to get in first yeah yeah yep i'm i'm with you there cool um all right sunday so much to talk about um you know between kurt bush withdrawing uh you know from the playoffs basically um you know, we did get 16 different winners. Uh, Kurt did win. That's 16 winners in the regular season. Uh, from a fan perspective that wants parity, that wants that 17th winner in the regular season, uh, I mean, we could not have asked for much more uh, for, from that regard, from from wins in the regular season and, and excitement on that. And, um, you know, we got Austin Dillon, the, the 21 laps, goes out gets it done i mean there's so much to dive into um you know what's what's your where are you at you know a few days post daytona here 
Yeah, in terms of the overall season, like this is this is the best season I can recall, like ever. <laughs> um, yes. You know, I've been watching the sport for since two ninety nine, two thousand. I was obviously young back then, really sure. young. Yeah. Um, but I've still been watching, and I think two thousand fourteen was a really good year with Harvick winning that year. There's a lot of winners. Two thousand eleven, there's a lot of winners, but this year. You know, we have 16 winners in the regular season, but look at who didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Shurex yeah. Jr., he could have won five races. Yeah. No, he was in position, if not more. Ryan Blaney, he could have won a few races at the beginning of the year. Uh, Eric Jones, he was leading on the last lap of Talladega. Yeah. He had a really good run the other day. Like, there was potential to be 19, 20 different winners here in the regular season, which sure. is, that's unheard of. Absolutely. <laughs> now, you know, for me, I, I love this format i really do i am uh i'm good with where we're at what um you know what do you think about you know truex missing the playoffs being where he was at in the point standings you know should they change the playoffs to where you know it's you know the top 16 are in regardless wins or not and anyone else that has a win just get you know what's what's your take i mean because you know there's there is the gripe to say that there is something to be said about consistency in in racing um you know so is it a fluke what's wh where, where are you at on it it's tough because i i agree with you fully on consistency i think top fives top 10 should matter you look at truex he's got the most stage wins this year uh he's got 12 top tens he's led 450 plus laps like that's a good year through the first 26 races especially this year where there's so much parity yeah um I don't know. Under all the formats of the playoffs ever since the chase began in 04, I think this is the best one. There's so many storylines. It is hard to see that, you know, the fourth place guy in the regular season doesn't make, doesn't make the playoffs. And in the owner standings, the third place guy didn't either. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, the 12 teams out of the, yeah. of the owner's title. So that's going to cost Roger Penske money in theory. Same thing with Gibbs, obviously not making the owner's title with Truex. So I don't know this. It's, it's tough because you look at someone like Chase Briscoe, he wins almost six months ago at Phoenix. He's pretty much not sweating the rest of the regular season, especially, right. you know, with, with Kurt being out the last six weeks, yep. but he's got four top tens all year. Yeah. yeah. So he's him, William Byron, Alex Bowman, they've all limped into the postseason here. And someone like a Truex who could, who could make a deep run. I could totally see him getting to the final four. Isn't, doesn't have a chance. So I like the format. I think it should say the same. But I feel like consistency shouldn't be rewarded, but it's such a tough balance. I know, right? Like, I don't think we're going to have something like this again. I, I mean, I could see like 12, 13, 14 winners maybe, but I don't know about 16. Well, so that's the thing, right? So in, in most years, this isn't a question because we've got a couple winners with four, mm -hmm. five, six wins. So this is is not even an issue. Um, I think what it also does is it maybe opens up for a – a huge uh, fan rally, if you will. And we get the, uh, you know, Martin Truex Jr. Revenge Tour of 2023. And he goes out on a tear and wins <laughs> eight races. Uh, but I'm also curious to see, and I know you guys over at jski.com will, will definitely provide this for us as we go along here, is, you know, the hypothetical. Uh, you know, as we go throughout the playoffs, if Martin had made it, where would he be, you know, from that point side of things, you know, when we get to November, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be looking to see, you know, 
would he have made it to the round of 12, the round of eight? Would he have made it to the final four? Like that's, that's something, you know, that team is, is going to be acting as if they were in the playoffs to be able to come out and, and, and make us make a note, make a noise, if you will. So. You, you would think so, but often too, um, cars from the big teams that miss the playoffs are often a test car. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Now, but but with the next gen, I don't know how much you can really, you know, differentiate between cars, certainly setups, air pressure, all that, but it's definitely going to be harder this year. And I could totally see Truex winning one of the next two races at Darlington or Kansas. Absolutely. Bristol, a little bit of a stretch, never won there. He he is, you know, dominant on short tracks lately, but, you know, I was doing some stats for a story I'm doing this week for NASCAR.com and Truex has led over 35% of the laps in the last four Darlington races combined. Wow. A lot of them were, were last year on Mother's Day when he just spanked the field. <laughs> but, yep. but I mean, he's consistent there. And he's, you know, he's he's a champion. He's finished top two in points for the last five years. It, it's weird not to see him in the playoffs. Sure. No, I'm 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 with you there. Um, all right, let's let's talk about the rain and the the race and the restarting and all of that. Um, because of the predicament that NASCAR kind of, I'm not going to say put themselves in, but Hey, you know what you're going to get going to August or Daytona in August. Uh Um, you know, NASCAR, I think obviously purposely put Daytona as the last race of the regular season to create the potential chaos of a last chance, you know, almost like the, you know, short track dirt race. And here's your last chance qualifier basically Mm -hmm. in Daytona. Um, the, the amount of heat NASCAR would have taken calling the race, uh, with 21 to go with a first time winner out there, I think NASCAR shy of, you know, it being 11 o'clock at night had to go finish those 21 laps. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I do think they are in a tough position though, because, if you look at, I'm sure you saw, but there's a fan video out there of, have you seen it? The fan video that where it's taking a video of the front stretch, like three lap or oh, three quarters oh, of a lap yeah. before. Yeah. And you can, you can tell that it's raining on the front stretch. However, Daytona is a big ass track. Yeah. So that even though it's raining on the front stretch, it may not actually be hitting the surface. It may just be raining on the grandstands. Yeah. Um, because when you, when the cars come by, you know, that, that ensuing lap, there's no rain on the windshield. Yeah. Yes. It all came like a wall right at one time. Yeah. And it's, it's so bizarre. Now they could have, you know, maybe like a, a corner worker, maybe further out cause they're located outside the track. Like maybe that's an option, but just to know like, Oh, Hey, the weather's coming. It's here because you could tell from the press box that it was getting pretty close. And then I get down in the, in the media center. I, I left at the perfect time. I left right before the incident prior to that. Okay. Which I think was, which was like 10 laps before. Maybe not even. And uh, yeah, you could tell it was coming when I got down there. It was even closer. And then it came. So it's such a tough position, though. I think NASCAR did have to, to, to finish the race. And that's why they waited so long. I felt like they had to finish the race. But I don't know what they could have done differently. Yeah, no, I'm, I I hear you. It's it, it's a bummer. Like, you know, but it it's just part of Daytona. You're going to have wrecks. You're going to have weather. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it, it is that that's just part of it. You know, that that's what uh, we got to do. But and, and moving, moving the regular season finale to Daytona or hypothetically, like, let's say they move it 
this is hypotheticals. Say say they move it to like Talladega, they switch those dates, and now Daytona's in the playoffs. Yeah. Like having it on a super speedway in the final race, like that's that's a, what a that's a race fan's dream because you could see someone like 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 Austin Dillon, you know, winning his way in in the final race when he needed it. So that's yeah. that's your game. Yeah. That's your game seven moment for the regular season, right? Yep. Oh man, that's crazy. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Um. Let's see. Anybody, any surprises you think we might get in the playoffs? In terms of advancing? Yeah. I could see Christopher Bell going on a run. Ooh, he's been like he's, he's been quiet, quietly consistent. He yeah. finished the regular yeah. season, I think, seventh or eighth in points. I'd have to go back and look. Um, but he's been he's been really consistent here lately. Uh, obviously got the win at New Hampshire. Um, he finished seventh in the regular season standings. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Reddick. I mean, he's finished 11th in the regular season standings. So no additional playoff points for him. He's got so much speed almost every week. So he's just got to execute races that 18 must execute races and have our, you know, RCR fully behind him with the announcement coming out last month. So weird, man. Like, you know, here you, you know, RCR, you know, struggling, no doubt last few years, maybe they'd limp into the playoffs. Maybe they wouldn't. Uh, now here you have it, you know, you got two teams in the playoffs, but you've got this, you know, huge ass elephant in the wall. And of course, everyone's going to say, you know, from a, a PR perspective, if you will, Hey, you know, we're, we're committed and I'm going to drive my hardest and you know, all, all of that, but it, it still has to be, difficult right from everybody within that organization i can share a story so at Watkins Glen, i interviewed him for a freelance opportunity and we did it in the hauler and one of the topics was moving to 2311 sure and we're, and we're in the hauler so you know obviously the team's around so it you know it is awkward talking about it and yeah. i'm sure it's very yeah. awkward for him to talk about it but yeah with with all the options that he potentially could have had in 2311 getting him you know before those opportunities could present themselves or before he signed elsewhere yeah. you know, it's a huge get yeah so you know reddick reddick if given the right opportunity can be he can go on a tear and Absolutely. we're seeing it this year with rcr you know yeah. I, I know it's the road courses but um you know pulling this all together like i could see him playoff set up well for him and he's got if he gets to the round of eight he's got homestead in the round of eight yeah and we know how, how good he is at homestead well you know and i think that's what we're seeing too with like calling you know develop where you know you've got you know, you, you've got A.J. Allmendinger going out there uh, running cup cars for Colic to develop that. You got six, seven road courses a year. That's a good chunk. Uh, and, if, and if you can dominate that, you get your wins, get your money in that way and, and you know, develop around that. Um, you know, so that's that's what I see. What RCR, I think, has done with Tyler Riddick. That's probably what 2311 will do. You know, build around build around your strengths. It, I, I agree and i think to a degree like he feels loyal to them like and i, I know that's weird to say because you know this move came out of nowhere yeah <laughs> for 24 yeah but he realizes that like you know his first year in xfinity didn't go well with with junior motorsports but he's still won the championship yeah because it didn't go well he moved to richard children's racing and then wins a championship there wins six races that year and then RCR moves him to cup after only having Hemrick in cup for one year to replace him. Yeah. And so he got his start in cup because of RCR and he wants to finish on a good note. And 
it's up to RCR and specifically Richard, Richard Childers on if that happens. Sure. Nope. I'm, I'm with you there for sure. 100%. Um, all right, man. What, uh, what stories you working on? What, uh, what do you want to tease for everybody out there? Sure. On Wednesday, I got a really fun story coming out, uh, with, with Josh Berry and Dale jr. Um, awesome. yeah, obviously juniors running the cars tour late model stock race on Wednesday night at North Wilkesboro. Uh, advise everybody to check that out. And I've got to talk to Josh about being his crew chief. He's a crew chief for the number three sun drop car. Uh, so we go in detail on that. Um, doing a lot of fantasy stuff for nascar.com and yeah just follow me up dustin Lobino on twitter and you'll, you'll see everything i got uh thank you so much for uh coming back on uh number 14 appreciate you jayski as as always and uh I, I think we'll definitely uh get together at least one more time here whether it's as we're getting close to the finale or, or wrapping things up for 2022 Anytime. Let's make 15 happen soon. Excellent. All right, man. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Lap Traffic Nation. There you have Dustin Albino, jayski.com. Love catching up with him. Love the uh, alliance there with jayski. It's awesome to uh, call them friends and Dustin friends for sure. I uh, hope you enjoyed the wrestling talk. As you, you know, when Dustin comes on, we're talking wrestling. When Studwell comes on, we're talking Michigan. And it's uh, just fun to throw some extra stuff in the mix, without a doubt. One thing I do want to talk about before uh, I get to the social media segment and all that good stuff and some extra stuff into the mix is that, you know, we are going to Darlington, the Southern 500. What a what a kickoff race for the playoffs, right? Like used to be Las Vegas. Uh, no offense to Las Vegas, uh, but that was a ho-hum race, if you will. We all know what Darlington gives us. 2020, when we, I felt like we went to Darlington eight times, and I wanted more of it. Like, it felt like, you know, you, you had your, your local short track that you've got the same people running at it and competing for a local track championship. And it felt like we could have done that in 2020, uh, it would have been somewhere between Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, but Darlington has just provided some incredible racing and the fact that it's the playoffs, uh, new things adjusted with the car. I am beyond excited for a Sunday night Labor Day weekend race at Darlington. I mean, this is this is what things are made of, right? I am very, very excited to see what happens because of the fact you know, what if Kevin Harvick goes on a tear? What if he goes out there and wins the first race of the playoffs, gets to the next round? Uh, we know he can do some damage at Bristol. We know what he can do at Phoenix. Uh, I, I mean, there there is the playoff tracks favor Kevin Harvick, you know, and if they've hit on something with this car, uh, not just because I'm a Kevin Harvick fan, but I mean, that that's something to look out for. Um, obviously, Denny Hamlin is one of the favorites this weekend. You know, they could go on a tear. You know, how long were they outside the top 16 in points made it in from their win perspective there? So we are really going to see how things can get a little crazy this weekend. And I mean, uh, the only thing I wish, ah, oh, man, you know, the trucks have been off for a few weeks. You guys, I, I go on so many tangents about too many off weeks, condense the season, even if they ended you know, or what, whatever, but there's just way too many off weeks. And I know, I think Kansas is the next truck race. Um, why aren't the trucks running at Darlington? I mean, that, that's a, it's an old school track. You think old school scrappy with the truck series like that, that is, 
that's a missed opportunity, in my opinion, that these trucks definitely need to be run in Darlington in the playoffs. Uh, Man, could you imagine that race Friday night heading into late? I mean, we could have three incredible races on a holiday weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. The barbecue's cranked up, the tailgate's going, all heading into college football weekend, too, in the mix. I mean, come on. Let's get amped up. I'm Jack. Let's do this. All right. Um, Let's see here. I think I had one other thing to tell you guys. Uh, Oh, yeah. I just I I am probably going to be taking next week off. Um, Yeah. No, I'm definitely going to take next week off and, uh, you know, just get ready for for fall uh, recoup from the weekend and all that good stuff. But uh, I'll be back the following week. Uh, I think I've already got somebody lined up for that show, which is uh, a, a plus in and of itself there and see what else we can throw in the mix here as we circle in on episode 300 here uh, in, in nine more shows. No, 10 more shows. I can, I can do math. I can do math. All right. Uh, let's get things going. Let's do some lap traffic, social media. All right. Let's do a little lap traffic, social media. Everybody make sure you check out the website, the lap traffic podcast.com Facebook, the lap traffic podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Titch, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at lab traffic PC. You guys know the drill. You, you know where mail. you can find me. Uh, if you've made it this far into the show, go leave a five-star review if you wouldn't mind i'd appreciate you go tell your friends they can listen to the show on itunes podbean or wherever they listen to their favorite podcast a huge shout out to atlanta racing and at the throwback brand they're gonna have a awesome giveaway coming up here for the playoffs Uh, i may have sent them a chase elliott 124 phoenix championship race win die cast that they are going to be giving away uh, as part of a giveaway there, which is awesome. I've gained a lot of followers through their giveaways, which is great. Uh, some new follower shout outs, Ben Hester at he hate me underscore. I'm him baseball coach, grassroots racing fan from North Carolina. I love the name. Shout out to the old XFL. Hell yeah. I love it. Ryan Stevens at H a N Y O L O NASCAR strategy and predictions for daily fantasy. Love it. And Mike at gold blooded 79 country music fan from Texas. Welcome to the show guys. Tell your friends and don't forget. I've got stickers and koozies to send you for free. All you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, and I will send them out for free. Okay, before we get to Brian Newdorf and some college football, not as deep as we did with Aaron last week, but I'm sure we'll we'll talk a little a little boilermaker football for for Brian. Uh, we will get to that in just a minute but first uh like i said at the start of the show there were some crazy bets made this weekend so let's let's get jason fallenbaum on the line and and hear his story what made him put that money on that bet and and the payout and all that good stuff have some fun with jason here all right lab traffic nation something different here for you guys because you guys know that i am no stranger to to fantasy betting to daily fantasy betting to daily sports betting all that good stuff uh and there were some crazy bets placed yesterday some stuff circulating on twitter and one of these guys had a nice payout and i'm like what the hell let's let's see if we can get him on the show so joining me on the line you can follow him on twitter at j underscore fallen bomb jason what's up man oh man i'm uh i'm super excited yesterday was was it was amazing hell yeah (laughs) man all right so 
uh, for for anyone that didn't see the tweet, uh, the, Jason, I think you were one of two big ones out there. You did a, a four driver parlay to finish in the top ten. Yep, finish in the top ten. All right, who who were the drivers in your parlay? Uh, so in, in my parlay, I had uh, uh, BJ McLeod, uh, Cody Ware, and Landon Castle. Okay, to finish top ten. Which so is those crazy, right? Like, <laughs> I mean. That, but it's Daytona, so anything can happen there. So what, uh, you know, w- what bet did you lay down, and what was the odds payout there? Uh, so I, I put a ten dollar bet on that, and uh, it paid out a little over seventy thousand uh, dollars for for a ten dollar bet. So, um, not something I was expecting to hit. Sure, but you know, when I kind of was putting it together, I I, I thought it was in the uh, realm of possibility anything so. right um so are, are you a nascar fan or was it just a a fluke thing to to go place that no i'm a i'm a lifelong nascar fan um i'm 38 years old so i've been i've been watching and following nascar since oh, geez i was like three or four years old awesome um and Who's your driver uh, well, I, I, growing up, I was a Daryl Walter. BJ McLeod, Cody Ware, and Landon <laughs> <Yeah>. Castle. <laughs> well, well, that's who, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, La- Landon actually is probably like the driver that I've been following the most sure. uh, the last couple of years. Uh, he's, he's always been a cool dude on social media and everything else. So absolutely. Um, yeah, but, uh, I, uh, I played uh, daily fantasy NASCAR uh, on DraftKings, and then uh, in the last year or so, I've, I've started getting into uh, betting NASCAR. Um, not a lot, just kind of learning. And I'd say this year, I've kind of started a little bit more um, trying things out. So, Sandal, sure. uh, I noticed uh, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, um, and I posted on social media. Fandle started letting people parlay um, top ten bets. Um, which is crazy. It is. And, and leading up to this, I had nothing that really kind of, uh, interested me as far as doing that. Okay. But then for Daytona, you know, I saw they were still allowing parlays. And so I just started clicking like, you know, the longest shots and was like, wow, that's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I, I pulled up last year's, uh, results from the, uh, from the fall Daytona race. And I saw, Justin Haley, who was in the 77 car, uh, BJ McLeod, and then um, it was the 52 car for Rick, Rick Ware, all finished in the top 10 last year. And so I was like, well, there are three drivers. They're, they're basically the three same teams, yeah. um, just with different drivers, were all these long shots. And I was like, okay, so this basically happened last year, you know, with yeah. just different drivers. Yeah. So. I'm like, so this isn't like crazy. Like this has already happened basically yeah. um, last year. So, and when I saw that, that payout, I just was like, it's worth 10, but I've pissed away $10 in other yeah, areas. It, it, it's like, it's $10 for fun. Yeah. You know, like yep. people waste $10 every day. And I'm like, if, if I'm going to waste $10, I want to waste $10 and, you know, potentially have a payoff that Absolutely. is huge so, so uh were, did you watch the race like or you know was it a shock like oh hey i made this bet let me see what happened or, or were you glued to the tv so the funny thing is is i was actually away on vacation on a fishing trip up in the mountains with some friends okay so no tv no, no cell service clue. 
no Wi-Fi, no idea what was going on. So okay. we had we had just come back to the cabin. We had been out fishing for like eight plus hours. And, you know, there was like one area of the cabin, like if you raise your phone up, you would get service. Okay. And so I'm up there just, you know, send texts or whatever, just the family. Yeah. And I all these messages started coming in. And I was like, what is this? And I saw them. Because you had obviously like, told some people what you I, did. Well, yeah, I posted earlier in the week. I said, you know, I, I told I show people the bet. And I just was like, hey, I'm not saying you should bet this. But if you have money, like, right, you want to have some fun. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, my gosh, Jason, did you actually make this bet? Like, and, and so I looked up the standings. They, they were on a red flag. And okay. I was like. So you're looking <laughs> when there's 21 to go. There's 21 to go. And there, yeah. It's a red flag. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my. Oh, my gosh. Like. So, so were you, I, I know were I, you I in the payout during the red flag. Um, well, yeah, I was in. I was. It was. If it had. If they had not restarted the race, it was going to cash okay. right there. Okay. So you're like, call this shit. Call it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm pulling up Daytona radar right. and I'm like, is it going to keep raining? Oh, that's awesome. So I had no idea the state of all the other cars because okay. I, I mean, I right. didn't see the wreck. Nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, if they go, you know, I'm telling because my friends are like, what's going on? Why are you going crazy? And I'm like, well, if this race restarts, like these cars are not fast. Right. Like, yeah, there's they'll probably fall out of the top 10 again. Yeah. So I, I had no idea. And so I just, I, I got on to, I was able to get Twitter up and I just told everyone, I was like, Hey, like I have no service. Yeah. Like just blow up my phone. If this actually holds. Yeah. And then it was like, uh, probably like an hour and a half later, like four thirty or something, yeah. I think. And then, uh, the messages started coming in and That's I was like, awesome. Oh my gosh, I That's can't cool. believe it's there. So who so, else, who else has reached out to you? Have you done any media with it or no? Um, I had, uh, uh, Elizabeth Blackstock from, uh, what is it? Uh, the one auto magazine, uh, okay. or whatever. Uh, she reached out, but, uh, besides that now, I just, I mean, I got a bunch of messages cause Landon retweeted, uh, you know, so a lot of, a lot of people just, you know, said a lot of the drivers, you know, that were involved, uh, either liked or commented on it. So that's cool. Now, did yeah. has did did FanDuel just pay it or like were you because it was so big? Like, did somebody contact you? No, they they paid it straight out. It it took you know I think they wait on official results to drop. So like, okay, there was that there was that extra like hour or two of drama <laughs> where I'm like, oh my right. gosh, is this actually going to go through? Or are they going to be like? No, this is no good. Right. So, yeah. Um, but uh it, I mean it's just it's amazing. It's That's it's so cool. It's so have. silly. Um but it it's awesome, man. Like it's it's once in a lifetime. Absolutely. So what I mean, what are you gonna do with it? Well, I told my wife about it, so that's going <laughs> to cut down severely on <laughs> what I get to do with right, it now. Right, right. Well, hopefully uh, you get to keep a reserve for the rest of the season and for uh, football coming up here. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> luckily our bankroll, you know, was definitely kind of healthy already. We, we had some good uh, DFS days the last couple of weeks and everything. So, so do, um, do you do the research yourself? Do you, you know, there's a lot of pay sites out there and stuff like that, or, you know, what's uh, – What's your source of info there? Um, so I, I kind of do a lot of my own research and a lot of my own gut stuff, but I do use uh, Fantasy Labs uh, for their optimizer tools uh, and Roto Doc. He's kind of like the, I guess the one tout that uh, 
I, I kind of follow uh, a lot. I've I've known him for a couple of years now, okay. uh, and he's he's got a real good analytical mind. Uh, brings up a lot of points and counterpoints to things that uh, you know maybe I don't always think of. But sure. uh, they they got a great system over there as far as you know setting up. Uh, if you're putting in a bunch of different lineups and everything uh, on DraftKings. So I like to use them, but uh, the betting thing's new. So I'm kind of still learning, you know, where to kind of pull some different information from, but sure. you know, we'll keep exploring it. Cause we got the bankroll to do it now. There go. Jason, what's, what's the day job? What's, what's the real, what's the real uh, thing like? Well, it's nothing exciting. I'm a, I'm a mail carrier uh, for the, for that's, the postal service. That's awesome. So. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just uh, kind of delivering that, uh, the mail every day and, uh, it was funny. Somebody asked me like where I place this bed. I was like, I was actually on lunch break at work. So great. I was probably sitting under a shade tree somewhere and uh, just kind of looking through stuff and made the bet during lunch. So you are, I can only imagine do what's your insight for this week at Darlington tweets that you've gotten already. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> You know, hey, lines usually come out like Tuesday or Wednesday at a lot right. of books. So we'll we'll take a look, and you know, a couple of people are like, "Oh, you got to give out more picks." I'm like, I, I no pressure. Like, right. you know, yeah. every now and then I tweet then something that I hit, like, and then what? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Uh, yep. I am not a professional. I just happen just to hit here a big for bet. A good time. So, yep. <laughs> that's so cool, man. Well, listen, that's a great story. Uh, it was great to have you on. Uh, where can everybody follow you on Twitter and uh, for for all the before one one? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter. It's uh, it's uh, at J underscore Fellenbaum. It's just my name. It's nothing exciting, but uh, I post a ton about NASCAR. I usually complain a lot about the. Uh, crew chiefs uh, pit strategies uh, <laughs> and then i talk about the dfs and, and betting and some other things that are on there but uh appreciate anyone that interacts very cool man well listen thanks for hopping on for a few minutes uh definitely a little different uh twist to add to the show which is awesome and uh let's keep in touch and you know hey let's let's get you back on when you when you double that bad boy I appreciate it, Brandon. Thank All you, man. All right, man. Lab Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Jason for calling in. Jason, uh, congrats again, and we'll we'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Bye. Lab Traffic Nation, could you admit 10 bucks turned it into 70 Gs? Oh, my God. That would just be – that would be amazing. That would almost pay off – not even close, but it would almost pay off my student loans. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely have a hell of a bankroll for football season with that for sure. Ah, that was cool. That was fun. Hope you guys enjoyed that. All right, let's keep things rolling. Let's get Brian Newdorf on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN along with Aaron Studwell at RaceWeather. Welcome back to the show. The app-friendly Brian Newdorf, sir. How are you? You know, it's just a funny thing. The people I blocked, and then I actually unblocked them. But the people I actually <laughs> blocked and warned, they weren't at people. And, and we can get into that, too. Yes, we got lots to talk about tonight. You know, um, and actually, you know, it, it's not just being back to the show. I mean, let's be honest. I, I will fully confess, once I basically wasn't, you know, this became an absolute hobby, yes. and my kids got older, yeah, my interest, I found other things in life that were, sure. you know, gee, how do I want to hand, handle 
five hours on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, yep. I mean, so, um, and yeah, yesterday was actually my only day off over the last several. And what did I do? I gave it all to the NASCAR fans. So there you go. Yes. But Appreciate it was actually cool. It, it was, no, it was actually very cool. Um, I'm just going to go on record and say it. I absolutely hate forecasting Daytona in the summer. Um, <laughs> and, and for any for any of you fans who say, well, they should run this, no. No, no, it doesn't matter if it's back in July. It doesn't matter if it's in June. It doesn't matter if it's in August or September. It sucks. Yep. And you're going to deal with rain because I don't know it rains in Florida. Just ask any Floridian, okay, there. I'm just going to say it. Just like Whatever ask any Michigander, it snows, you know, in Michigan. <laughs> it's, it snows in Michigan. It, 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 but only at Brandon, only at your house. That's true. True statement. <laughs> oh, that's um, great. And then I'm going to walk inside and I have dogs barking. I, I may just stay out in my garage so that uh, we don't hear a bunch of dogs barking for the time being. So and I'm and I'm out I'm out here in my garage and it's been raining so there you go there you go uh, it's 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 punishment I guess <laughs> um, I mean hey what a, I mean okay so here's some other interesting things uh, number one uh, when I am doing the race or when I'm doing situations like we did last uh, Saturday Sunday Saturday I went to bed I'm not uh, yeah Saturday, I Saturday night I, I didn't I, see anything on Saturday I had to well I had I, I had I had to uh, I wasn't gonna be up but yeah I didn't see much but. Um, well, actually, I went out and they called it, and I looked like a damn fool. Um, but that's just because I was on a date night with my wife. So awesome. But I will tell you, like during the race, it wasn't until the last twenty-one I actually listened to the broadcast. It was on, but I make it a rule anymore. I don't listen to any broadcast coverage of the race while I'm watching radar. Fair enough. It can get frustrating. I could only imagine. Uh, it can, and I don't want to be persuaded by what they're saying. I don't want to be reactionary. I just kind of want to go at my pace, and when I see stuff, uh, I want to get that information out. Sure. Um, you know, it was fun to do it. I had some really weird responses. But, yeah, I had a couple of apps. I had a couple of apps. Um, what do you think about this app? And my Weather Channel app says this. Yep. I even tagged you in one. You I was did. Like, I, I loved I'm, it. I'm like, I'm on the record. And then I, okay, but the people who, and people actually, the people who really annoyed me were the people who kept every, I mean, there was one person and I'm not, I even remember their name, but they literally, every time I would tweet, they would respond to me by saying, call it. <laughs> call it. I'm like, it. Call at first it. I was, yeah. And I said, um, yeah, I don't have that authority. <laughs> I don't do that. To bump and then the my respond, pay grade. And then their yeah, and then their response was call it. <laughs> so then I sent them a Ghostbuster thing that says, "Who you gonna call?" <laughs> nice. And then finally, I mean, and then it was just like rant, like 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 they like like went on a string of call it's, and I finally was like, okay, warning, I'm gonna mute you, and then I'm gonna block you. Yeah. They got blocked, and then somebody then they sent their friend after me. Like, oh wow. I'm like, oh, I was just like, man. Same oh, wow. warning applies. I finally, un I finally unblocked them just because. Oh well. Right. Um. I, I think I muted them both. I mean, it's just like. And they're like, I'm the touchy feely one. I'm like, no, you. Why are you so mad? I'm not. I'm annoyed. Yeah. That's right. what I was. Yeah. I'm annoyed, and you're block. You're filling up my stream. I'm trying to see actually important stuff, and you're, you're interrupting. It's like somebody standing in front of your favorite TV show, just jumping around when you just want to watch the show. Yeah. So, yeah. Or interact with people that actually. Yeah, you know, are I wasn't engaging or whatever, you know. So I wasn't upset. I was just thoroughly annoyed. So, yeah. So if you annoy the weatherman constantly, and I'm a dad, 
So I can take a lot of annoyance. <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, I can take a lot and it takes a lot for you to get on my, I don't, I don't, I barely block anybody, but anyway, so yeah, that's how my, uh, that's how my Sunday went. And thank, I'm glad NAS, NASCAR made the right decision. I think you and I talked about this with so much on the line. And I don't understand why everybody, I mean, at one point I was kind of like, they're like, they got to call it. They're going to call it anyway. I'm like, at this point it's ending and they've got the dryers out there. Why would you waste the gas to do that if yeah. you're just going to call well, it? And I think NASCAR took so much heat uh, over the weekend the for night. such inconsistencies and, and all of that to where the fact that there was a the, – the fact that there was the three car, I think if NASCAR would have called it, they would have gotten even more flack and more heat on, oh, you did it because you wanted to have the three car in, you wanted this, you wanted that, you know. So in my opinion, NASCAR, because of the fact it was a non or it would have been a first time race winner that impacted the playoffs last race of the regular season. I mean, NASCAR was was backed into the corner of until unless it was like midnight, like they had to finish those 21 laps because they would yeah. have just taken so, so much if they if they if they hadn't so i mean i mean ulti- i mean ultimately it didn't and change they should have the done winner that. no it didn't yeah, yeah but i mean but, yeah well no i mean ultimately it didn't change the winner now i'm going to ask you a question so are you under the camp too that you know that that's what nascar wanted 16 different winners or the three car like you know are you one of those that like no borderline I, staged like you I know i i wouldn't i mean i i can buy into some stuff i i would not have bought into that it was a long weekend for everybody like i would not have blamed nascar had they done it um i but i think nascar especially starting the race so early 10 o'clock like you, everybody's there the people that are there they deserve to see a finish oh, yeah. so if now, you can make it happen you know, I, I think NASCAR should have. You know, I'm sure people oh, oh, left, whatever. Well, you know, I think NASCAR needed to do that. Well, and, and I'm not actually going to defend NASCAR on that start time. I think both Aaron and I agreed that was that the was right the decision. Best. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I, I love I mean, it, when personally. I woke up, so I woke up at seven and I'm sitting here and uh, I got up early. I was going to take, I was going to go to breakfast with uh, my wife. And so I'm looking at stuff and I, I mean, I, I, I looked at over things and I was not happy. I'm still like, okay. Let, let, what happened was, so had this been like Saturday, had this been like Friday, probably would have been fine. We would have seen stuff, but there was a boundary or there was a little bit of a, I guess you would say a disturbance draped just close enough to Daytona where that's where things started to fire earlier than normal. Okay, so the Florida, just to give people a real quick science lesson, the Florida atmosphere is like, you know, gasoline. Without a match, gasoline is harmless. I mean, for the most part, from a fire standpoint, you wouldn't want to breathe it in. But what I'm saying is if I have a bucket of gasoline sitting in the middle of my driveway, nothing's going to happen with that gasoline. Yeah, it's going to emit fumes, but it's not going to catch fire unless I introduce something like a match. I need something. Well, that's what that boundary becomes. That boundary becomes the match. And that's what happened. It started like, like a few, like it literally they started firing along that. You could actually, if you had zoomed out the radar, you could actually see uh, that boundary. So uh, it just was a just really bad location 
And that's just the price happens sometimes with these things. You just get these uh, little disturbances and in the, the night stuff before. And then that's hard to predict. Uh, it would be impossible for Aaron and I to have actually been like, oh, yeah, that boundary is just going to sit up right there. Sure. Uh, they're so subtle. And they don't necessarily sometimes don't uh, present themselves until the last few hours. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of this was now casting. I never said they weren't going to finish the race. I mean, like you, it was early enough. And again, they yeah, you were right. The fans who stayed, the importance of this race, um, you know, the, 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 they deserve to finish it. I mean, maybe the biggest controversy, the biggest question would be, you know, right before it went to red flag, the big, massive, you know, crash yes now i can say very surely that that rain was not a surprise sure yeah i mean if you were following myself or anybody else that rain was not a surprise yeah. i mean they even showed it off the helicopter i mean you saw you this massive it. rain shaft yeah now for the people who want to be like well they let it rain and they didn't throw anything but when i did see that coverage i'm like you know, it's like it was literally like your typical Florida where you're driving along, there's sunshine and nothing, and then you enter the wall of rain. Yes. I mean, yeah. so there, you know, it's not like there was a lot of time uh, for NASCAR to be like, or that official who makes that decision to be like, okay, we need to, you know, yeah, yeah, give them time. Not a lot of reactionary time there, yeah. But they had time in the sense of, oh, hey, look at that rain over there. Maybe we should go into yellow and see what happens here. You know, yep. and then that then, then your final 20, 21 laps, whatever, would have been a lot more exciting. You would have had a much different situation there. Yeah. And that, but it, well, instead, yeah, you, would you, had had, a bunch of, you would have had an extra you, 20 cars or, well, 10 cars battling yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, that's, that's probably if I had to be critical of NASCAR. And I've been this way. This is the, the weather stuff that I get critical. Uh, I get um, critical about is it's not like, there aren't people. There aren't people out there putting weather information out there for NASCAR, and I know they're seeing it. Um, you know, they know what's out there. They're not just listening to Aaron and I. They've got a lot of different people's ears. Trust me, they don't want to necessarily listen to Aaron and I. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, they're going to get opinions, and so it was no surprise. We yeah. all saw it coming. Um, so, I, I mean, maybe if I was in that situation, I would have called the yellow, saved cars. Sure. And then seeing what would have happened, we got, like you said, and they knew it too. It was, it was noon. I mean, it would have been about the time they would have normally started a race. Yep. So, yep. Uh, so yeah, that, that generally was my, uh, that would be my, that would be my critical criticism. It wouldn't be the official not getting the rain. It was NASCAR not saying, Hey, you know what? It's raining. Let's, you know, let's not, let's just, let's see what happens. Sure. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's make a, a complete left turn no pun intended before we get to the forecast for uh, Darlington this weekend. Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk. It, it's I mean, college football is upon us this weekend. And I was looking at uh, at your Boilermaker schedule and I'll be honest. Oh, it's easy. It looks it's, it's, I, OK. It's, it's, it's but, it's easy. I mean, come on. I'm not. Okay. All right. F fair. Okay. That's where I was going to, that's what I was going to beat around the bush. It looks pretty easy. I am just very surprised that they are opening, um, with a big 10 team, Penn state. That's a, that's well, okay. a tough but here's opener. the thing. True. But 
Northwestern and North, Northwestern and Nebraska just opened their season with the Big Ten team. Yes. I'm going to I am going to the Purdue Penn State game because it's oh, oh, you're at awesome. Purdue and and my son made the Purdue All American marching band, so Very legacy cool. continues. Uh, so I'm going to see. I'm more or less wanting to go because my son uh, is marching and taking the field for the very first time. It's his senior year, so it's his first and last year uh, with the Purdue All-American Marching Band. Uh, he doesn't cool. play. He's he's not an instrumentalist. So Purdue marches uh, a bunch of different auxiliaries, but and it's not like the flags you see in the competition. But Purdue marches the colors of the Big Ten. So he's marching the Northwestern colors flag. Uh, which is cool because my dad went to Northwestern. He also marched in the Northwestern band. And then the last game of the season is Northwestern when he gets to hit the drum, get recognized, and my dad's coming. So that's it's really amazing. cool. That's but really it's cool. Not, yes, but it's not the only uh, Big Ten game I'm going to this week. I'm actually going to go to the IU-Illinois game. I have a son at IU, um, and he's not – He's not disowned because he's still a boilermaker. <laughs> he bleeds black and gold. Um, I mean, I I mean, just to tell you how bad of, I mean, how he put me to shame in some ways. I went to the Purdue IU game uh, at Assembly Hall during a uh, basketball season where finally the streak broke and they won. That sucked because it was my first time at Assembly Hall. So the next day, I'm not even wearing any like Purdue stuff. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm. <laughs> I'm taking my licks. All right. I'm like, okay, you won. I'm on IU's campus. I'm at their union hotel. I'm like, okay, I'll take, I'm my just going <laughs> to, my son is literally wearing a Purdue sweatshirt the day after. Nice. So nice. on IU's campus. So he bleeds black and gold, but anyway, we decided to go. So now I'm on a mission to ordering a Navy blue Purdue shirt and I'm going to wear an orange underneath it. That's how committed I am to going to this IU Illinois game. I love it. I'm not going to wear, I'm not wearing an Illinois shirt, but I will be a Purdue shirt. That's in Illinois colors. Okay. Perfect. So uh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then your only other real competition and it's, I mean, uh, Wisconsin, I think they, they get, they get a very favorable I mean, preseason ranking. Uh, you know, who knows Wisconsin, by the time you guys play in the end of October, they're either going to be ranked fifth or they're going to be outside the top 25. So it'll be, I see them going one way or another. So I think Purdue has looked at because number one, they don't have the returning wide receivers, but then again, we didn't have them in the bowl game. Sure. Uh, David Bell flunked out. Um, not, no, no, David Bell went on. It was, um, not Bell. Uh, I forgot who it was. Who was right. Right. Was supposed to be the heir apparent to Bell. And Wright failed out of Purdue, uh, our big wide receiver. But we actually don't have a quarterback controversy. We've got actually a potential Heisman, you know. So I mean, don't don't sleep on Purdue. No, I mean, we could no, be I'm bad, not, we could be saying. good. Yeah, but... no, it's you guys. You, the schedule lines up for you guys to to do pretty well. So I hope I hope so. Yeah. I, but I, it's but it's Purdue. It's it's Purdue football, and I know better not to get my hopes up. I hear okay, you. that's just fair enough. That is just the thing. And before we go and make a left, right, I don't know. I'm yes. on a road course. I can't. Um, we, I do want to talk about the playoffs because we were talking about this before the show, and we don't want to get completely away from some good content. Fair enough. Yes. I'm just going to say it. First of all, fans, my view on the playoffs, there was nothing wrong with it when people didn't win who got into the playoffs. Okay. Personally, I like the idea where the points got you in, um, consistency. Because I, I think we were talking about it. it's really hard to be consistent in a NASCAR season, a lot can go wrong between all the super speedways and you have to be good on the road courses and you have to have your equipment not fail on you and stuff like that. It's just tough. So honestly, 
if you're like consistently, you're like in the top five or even the top two, and you know you didn't win a race. I mean, yeah, I'm all for you. I I am with you. I, and I can get behind, I, and I've been saying this for years. Like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, we're going. This is our eighth year under this format. I think the playoffs as a whole should be knocked down to twelve. And like you and I were saying, you know, have however many you need, but then just do your eliminations as needed. You know, I say guarantee twelve make the playoffs. Any more than twelve win. Let's say we get you know fifteen winners. Okay, fine. But we're then going to adjust accordingly. You know, we're, we're going to have the round, you know, so maybe the first round, maybe you're losing four, maybe you're losing seven guys that aren't going to advance. And then you get to your four driver cutoff uh, until you get to your final four and champion. I could buy into that. You know, I, you know, we have 16, you know, if Kurt Busch, you know, is still able to compete, we're not just talking about Ryan or Martin Truex missing it by four points or three points, whatever it was. We're also talking about Ryan Blaney missing it. Ryan Blaney's only in it because of the fact that Kurt Busch uh, is not medically yeah. able to go and compete, you know? So now we're talking two guys, you know? So if that's the case, you know, we're talking about, you know, two or three guys outside the top 16 with wins, you know, 18, 19 playoff field, I mean, now we're over half of our field competing in the playoffs, which, like I said, I personally think is too much. But I, I'm all about adjusting and reducing the the guaranteed spots, and then giving some win. Per, you know, so I, I'm all about a reshape. Um, I don't hate what we have, but that's also why I've been clamoring for 17 different winners in the regular season as well, so that somebody with a win doesn't make it. We basically had that. Uh, with the way things shaped out, um, you know, and, and I thought it was great. It gave the fans something to root for. It kept things close. Uh, you know, Chase Elliott was the, the you know, season winner, uh, you know, from a points and a wins perspective. So there was a lot of parity. You know, he's got 40 playoff points, then it's down to 25, you know. So um, for, from a competition standpoint this year, it has been incredible, which I do think will carry over to a to the to the playoffs you know normally the first round of the playoffs can be a not a snooze fest but we know who's going to make it you know it, it's not as guaranteed this year i would say uh with the way things have been happening throughout the rest the you know the first 26 races so um you know always can be improvements made that's for sure yeah i'm trying to find i'm trying to find uh what the points were prior to this race okay so I guess my question is for you. I, I'm I'm bad. Where were Truex and Blaney before um, Daytona? Before Daytona, so uh, in the Blaney, points. In the points. Yeah, just, yep. Yeah. I am pulling that up. I'm gonna waste time. I'm on Jayski. I am scrolling to the driver points from Watkins Glen, and I have them right here. Uh, Ryan Blaney was third in points, and Martin Truex Jr. was sixth in points. Okay, yeah, so right there, you take the top 12. Yep. You take the top 12. Yep. Okay, and then you fill it with the rest of the winners. Yes, which would have been one, two, three, four, four, five, counting Kurt Busch. So you take the top 12, so then we would have had Tyler Riddick, Denny Hamlin, Austin Sindrick, uh, and then Kurt Busch. So we technically would have had uh, 12, 13, 14, 15. 
15. We would have had 16 anyways in the playoffs at that point. So it's, it, it's perfect. It works out just the same. And then you just lop off a few more each round to, to make it all work. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, so you got your 16. So I guess now I'm really confused because you still would have ended up with 16, but I still think, you know, you take the top 12 yeah. because I mean, because the, the person who's third in sports, third in points, that's like saying the third, it's like, we made this example. So let's use like the NFL, for example. Yeah. You, you know, that'd be like saying, okay, you've got the third best team in the NFL overall. But, you know, maybe they lost to the Lions in week three. <laughs> We're going to put the Lions in yep. and take that team out. Uh, it's like, what? Yeah. You know, I mean, yep. why would you do that? That's like your third best overall driver. Yes. And they don't make the playoffs. I mean, that's just like, what else? I mean, I'm at this point. I mean, yeah, I didn't win. But what else do you want me to do? Right. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I'm third in standings, doesn't matter what it is. You know, yep. Nope. Um, so uh, I feel I'm just, I'm that's, I mean, like I said, and then, and then you just go about things. I mean, everything, everything shakes itself out. I mean, it's hard to be consistent. So yes. that's just my take. I think it was, it was crap. I mean, you're, I, I mean, yeah, people are talking about NASCAR, but I don't think it's talking about NASCAR in the way NASCAR would like them to be talking about. Sure. And I, like I told you before, eight years later, I, we had to have this, you had to clarify for me again. I'm like, what did the chase? I mean, Honestly, if you get, you know, if you get uh, stage points before the playoffs, but you don't make the playoffs, what good are those stage points? Sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, alrighty, sir. We oh, are, you want a weather forecast, I right? Said, we are, we are headed to Darlington. Um, what, uh, how are, how are things looking for this weekend at Darlington? We should just call it, call it now. Call it. Just call it. Call it now. Call it now. F it. We'll do we it just, live. Here's what we're going to do for every race from Nile to this point on. We're just going to take the standings and we're just going to call it. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That was my last shout out to the people who wanted me that wanted me to call the race. Do they not know how much NASCAR won't listen to me? Right. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, well, uh, it's nice up until the weekend. Oh, great. Uh, no, I mean, it's the South. There's a chance of some showers. Sure. Uh, we're way out there. Yes. But I will say the one thing that got my attention that um, we need to watch will be the timing of a potential front uh, or a potential system coming into a Sunday and a Monday. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, just watch the forecast. I, it's too early for an odds of racing, um, but uh, you definitely you can't keep rain out of it. So and it could be from anywhere from it could be really nice to could be rain moving in and a problem. So but hey, next day's more uh, next day's Labor Day. So we can race on a Monday if we need to. There we um, go. No, uh, listen, to any fan who ever decides to go to a NASCAR race, always a take the next day off. Just just do it. Right? OK, and, and book your hotel for the next day. There if you, you have go. to cancel it, that's fine. That way you're always prepared in case it does rain. That's my rule. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, sir, that was fun. That was good. We had a lot of fun there for sure. Everybody, make sure you're following Brian on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. Sir, it was good. We had fun. I'll catch you in a couple of weeks, my man. 
Yeah, just don't send me your um, don't send me your weather app because I, I won't. I promise. <laughs> yeah, you especially. Yes. I get tired of you. I get tired of you sending me your weather app. Like, is this what's going to happen? Is you know, what, well, how's the weather going to be in Metro Detroit this weekend? <laughs> yeah, you know, you live in. I mean, I'm like, you live in Detroit. It sucks. Right? Okay. Um, <laughs> Alrighty, sir. We'll catch you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. All right, we'll see ya. Bye bye. All right, let's do some lucky dog lap down picks. This is only they're only going to get better as the playoffs uh, keep going here or as once the playoffs get underway, I should say. You guys know the drill after race weekend. You can tweet your lucky dog lap down picks. I'll read them. Tag you guys after the show or you can call the waiver. Oh, no, there is no waiver on hotline. How old are these notes? Wow. Yes. The waiver on hotline. You guys missed that. Do we need to bring that back every once in a while? The Wave Around Hotline was, was I just loved it because the pun on the lapped traffic podcast was just so awesome there. But anyways, there is no Wave Around Hotline anymore. That got laid to rest a long time ago. But anyways, you can tweet your lucky dog and lap down picks. I'll read them, tag you guys in social media on Twitter and all that good stuff. My lucky dog, Austin Dillon. I mean, come on. 16 winners uh and my lapped traffic fantasy picks are also my lucky dog i wasn't sure i could have missed it but no i actually picked up a little ground there so i will take that lap down of course the weather and let's get to your tweeted responses scott at 1985 wagner lucky dog tie between austin dillon and blaney contenders uh lap down my lap traffic fantasy season up to eighth and after today I don't think I'll stay in the top 50. Good luck for the 16 fantasy players. I love it, Scott. Brian at Stormin' B81. Lucky dog. NASCAR. A lot of rain delays all weekend, but finished every lap. A lap down Truex and how he raced the third stage. Uh, Sherwin at Pregame Engineer. Uh, lap down. NASCAR competition team. Hell, everybody at NASCAR. I love it. Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire. Lucky dog Blaney. Lap down Truex and whoever wasn't looking out the windows and relying on a radar picture. I love it. David at Real David Khan, Lucky Dog, RCR as a whole. Been a tough couple weeks, and they are, as an organization, getting better. A lap down to Truex. Sucks to miss out by three points. Goes to show you how important every lap is every week. 100%. John at Racing underscore 64. Lucky Dog, 9 a.m. start. More early times, exclamation point. A lap down. Me missing LT Fantasy playoffs by two points. Oh, man. Uh, I hear you. It was It was close. It was very close. It was not, no one stole it. That's for sure. That is for sure. Jason at J.A. Stone 29, Lucky Dog NASCAR for being persistent, getting in all the laps. Way to go. A lap down the four car, almost had that last wreck cleared. Had he not floored it, I think he would have cleared it. Side note, I still have a hard time seeing the three car on the track. Congrats, Austin. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Lucky dog, the fans for seeing two full races this weekend when the weather looked bleak. NASCAR for being patient to get the whole race in. A lap down, Florida weather in summertime. Enough said. Love it. Uh, Jay Isaac Sr. at Isaac uh, SJ63. Lucky dog, Austin Dillon, three for missing the big one and winning. Secured playoff spot. Lap down NASCAR for moving the Coke 400 from the 4th of July. It's an interesting take. Most people like that one. Uh, Kristen at K Hogland 79 lucky dog Blaney for nabbing the last playoff spot a lap down for the wreck fest and irritable mother nature and huge congrats to Kristen for uh, not only winning segment one but also 
finishing up top the cumulative standings for lap traffic fantasy and uh, she's got a nice little nice little lead as we kick things off we'll get to that here in just a minute Matt at camper news Nat lucky dog NASCAR for being patient this weekend with the weather especially for the cup race being able to give the fans all 400 miles lap down Martin Truex Jr. not being able to make the playoffs it shows that at a race like this every point matters no doubt about that uh, Mick at go ducks five underscore Mick lucky dog every driver that finished it's a roll of the dice to finish on plate tracks lap down nascar being late to throw the caution with rain falling they used the wrong device and mick put a picture of a magic eight ball i love it rowdy at the rowdy dragon lucky dog the booth they did a great job letting us know exactly what was going on with the playoff point situation lap down the total amount of wrecked cars the weekend is over 70 oh that's that's a scary number right there when only two series raced uh scott at wa big amma lucky dog mcleod for a great top 10 lap down nascar not throwing a caution when it was clearly raining and last but not least tristan at tristan cole lucky dog austin dylan on the win ryan blady on making the playoffs nascar for making sure the final 21 laps were run lap down martin truex jr on not making the playoffs and also race control on that huge wreck before the red flag i absolutely love that guys that was strong cannot wait to see what you guys bring for the playoffs all right lap traffic nation let's close this thing out with a little lap traffic fantasy just a reminder to the lap traffic fantasy playoff winners get your picks in by five o'clock eastern standard time on thursday that's right we are down to our 16 grid playoff I am so excited. It's been an incredible season. Uh, over 100 players, and we are down to the top 16. Joining me on the line, he's been on a couple times this year. He is your segment two winner, David James. What's up, brother? How are you, man? Hey, Brandon. It is a pleasure to be back. It is great to have you back. Uh, very excited that uh, the, the family is represented back on. Uh, Kim, your mom was on a couple weeks ago, which is awesome. Love the family affair and uh, love the fact that uh, you and mom made the, the playoffs, which is awesome. We'll get to that here in just a couple minutes. What uh, what'd you think of Daytona, man? It was crazy. It was crazy, and I enjoyed it. I think we talked after Atlanta. Uh, a few weeks ago and I enjoy the plate racing I think it's incredibly exciting uh, the plate racing is going on and that's about the only time I can get the rest of my family to sit down and watch and my <laughs> kid and my wife are enthralled with the plate racing I love it uh, it was a little bit of a debacle there at times um, I was glad to see Austin Dillon win at the end because getting the rain in was, or excuse me the race in was important I thought for Absolutely. the integrity and everything that was going on there but Austin Dillon did did get the win I I thought that was a good thing for NASCAR overall. I don't know what the answer is with the rain. That was just kind of a mess. Um, so those are my thoughts. Um, fantasy went pretty well as well. And we are moving on to that traffic fantasy playoffs. Yes, I love it. You know, use a good word there that, uh, you know, I, you know, all the different people I've talked to tonight, uh, you know, kind of danced around that word and it never came up and it was the integrity. Uh, and that that's a great word because yes, NASCAR with 21 to go, uh, you know, 
it, it was an integrity call, I think, that needed to be made. And they did make it, and it, it did uphold it. That's a great word, man. Thank you for using that. Uh, that's that's a good call there. Uh, yeah, the, the, the picks, I'll be honest, I was nervous. Uh, I was very happy after the Xfinity race uh, with, with Ty Gibbs. Solid points day there for me on the Xfinity side. Uh, and then I'm like, all right, I just need Alex Bowman. Top 20 should be enough. He gets involved in the one rack. I was nervous. I'm like, oh, man, I don't have a big enough cushion. Uh, but he was able to limp around the track for a few more laps and through a few more wrecks. And uh, we, we did okay. So I am, I'm pretty excited about that. And, yeah, man, we got the playoffs coming ahead of us here. Ten more races to go. I am excited. But let's let's reset uh, how all things shook out points wise. Cause it, it, I do agree. Uh, someone said, you know, your play, your, your, your league is complicated and it is complicated. This league is not for your casual, uh, fan or your casual fantasy player. Like you need to know what's going on from all three series. There's, there's things going on from the, you know, I try to replicate it. So there's bonus points just like they have in in the racing so it, it's not for the everyday person i get that but i think that's what makes it exciting yeah to make one comment about the point system i would like to give christine Hudlin a shout out because she whooped everybody in the first 26 races but yes. the reset i think makes 15 of us happy and christine <laughs> hating the points uh, system as well but shout out to her man she had a great year Segment one winner, cumulative winner for the season, regular season, but the point system has reset, and uh, I think she's got a, a slim lead there at the top of the standings. But I love the point system. With that being said, thank you. Yeah, no, she, she, like you said, she, she kicked ass from day one, and uh, just never looked back. I, I should go back here and look and see, um, uh, which, which I'll kill time here for a second because now I'm curious to see when she took the lead in segment one and, uh, uh, and, and never did look back there. So um, while I'm pulling that up, uh, David, what, what, uh, you know, it's Darlington. It's not throwback Darlington though. It's, it's just Darlington. And I say just Darlington cause it's going to be amazing racing. Cause it's, it's, it is Darlington, but do you like the earlier Darlington uh, throwback or would you rather have it here with the 500? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Um, as you know, we live here in North Carolina, so my son and I go twice a year. It's a scheme right down the road, and whatever the paint schemes are and whatever the celebration is, Darlington's Darlington, and they race just the same um, on the track, and it's a great time. Um, I do appreciate Labor Day weekend. It gives us a day to get back and take some time off on Monday. Um, I, you know, talking to you earlier about my little boy, we, you know, we went uh, last uh, this past spring, saw Joey Logano win, who is our man. And it was a phenomenal night. Um, and then we are looking to go back to back this weekend uh, on Sunday. But Darlington is just great. It's kind of in our backyard, and um, we just we just love going. That's, do you camp, or do you just do you just make the drive back and forth? No, we live close enough to kind of just do a down and back. Um, okay. And that's good enough for him as well. That's awesome. I love that. All right. Well, uh, as I am pulling up the standings here, it looks like Kristen took the lead here in segment one at. Uh, Dover. So since Dover, she has, which was what Dover, that was our one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about the 10th race in, she took the lead in, in, in the season and, and never looked back, which is yeah, big, absolutely crazy. 
big shout out to her, but I think it's time for some bad luck. There we go. All right. All right. With that said, uh, let's see here. Segment two, top 10, David James, you're going to get, you're getting at least one trophy this year. That's for sure. Uh, Brett Morris from uh, blowing the doors off. Uh, he wanted it bad. He made a good effort for it. He finished in second with 1286. I somehow moved up to third with 1284. Pete Curvin in fourth, Josh Rolfe in fifth. Uh, Jeff in sixth, Michael Blindspot Pod in seventh, Robert Riggs eighth, uh, Kristen Hogland finished segment two in ninth, and Henry Fletcher wraps out our top ten. And then where things really got interesting, which is what helped close the gap, uh, are the bonus points. Kristen uh, finished in first with 17, but you closed that. You, you picked some winners, man. 14 winners you picked. Uh, that got you 14 bonus points there, plus a couple weak highs added to that as well. Uh, Tony got 13. Brad got uh, 11. Henry Fletcher got 11. Uh, you know, there were a lot of bonus points earned there, which is awesome. Um, closing things out before reset, Kristen in first, Henry in second, Justin Hughes third. Dave, man, you finished in fourth, Brett fifth, Kim, your mom in sixth, John in seventh, uh, I was in eighth, Robert in ninth, Josh in tenth, uh, Blind Spot Pod 11th, Stephen in 12th, my uncle in 13th, Michael Mason 14th, Aaron Studwell, who was like second or third three weeks ago, fell to 15th, barely limped in. Uh, only one point ahead of 16th, Kevin Hahn. Uh, you know, 17th place, John Warrington missed the playoffs literally by two points, which is just crazy. Uh, with the reset, Kristen is in first uh, with 32 points. Henry Fletcher and Dave, man, you guys are with 21. Justin Hughes, 18th. Brett Morris, 14th. Kim James, 14th. Josh, 12. I got 11. Robert, 10. John Entwinsel, Michael, Matt, both with all three with nine. Steven with eight. Aaron Studwell, 7th. Kevin Hahn, 7th. Michael Mason, 5th. So, uh, you know, we, we've got a, a substantial point gap from 1st to 16th, but in between it's it's all close so uh anything can happen because then we're gonna obviously if you make it to the final four it's a reset there and it's all based on who you've got left pick wise so picks and points are gonna matter here sir yep they sure are and shout out to brett morris uh, we were having a back and forth on twitter yes. a little bit and he was talking shit and as soon as he was talking shit both of our guys spun out at the same time <laughs> i look up yeah, I look up and Joey Logano and Eric Jones are spinning in the backstretch. And I was like, all right, I guess this is how we're playing now. This is so, how we're going. <laughs> I love fun, it. Fun time. I love it. All right. Well, yes, we are headed to Darlington for the annual tradition of Labor Day Southern 500. It's been the Ford and Toyota show as of late. The last 11 races, seven wins for Toyota, four for Ford. The last Chevy to win was back in 2014 when Kevin Harvick won the championship. He's got two wins there under Ford since that Chevy win. We do not have an active Chevy winner in the field. If you're towards the bottom of the playoff grid, do you burn someone you might want to keep for later in the playoffs? But who knows? You may not make it to the next round in the playoffs. How will Kristen and Dave play it out knowing they've got some wiggle room? We will find out. But first, it's time for our picks. All right, man. Xfinity Series, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, Junior Motorsports is still on a roll, and I'm going to go with the guy who loves to ride the high line for Junior Motorsports. I'm going to go with Bill Jackson, who has an uh, an incredible driver rating at 
at Darlington seems to be up at the front all the time. I believe he's at six straight top 10 finishes at Darlington. I do love Algaier, but I think uh, this is a Gragson week, um, and he starts off the playoff strong. All right. I, I'm going to go with the other guy at Junior Motorsports who you just said. I am in a roll with the seven at Justin Allgaier. I just need some consistency for the first couple races here, so I will go with the seven of Allgaier. All right. The Cup Series. Who do you got? Yeah, you mentioned him already, but he does drive a Ford, and this guy is incredibly consistent at Darlington. has a ridiculous finishing average in the last few races of three and a half. It is Kevin Harvick. Um, even after, I know this is uh, kind of salt in your wounds, but even after the last two years of just kind of misery, he still grinds finishes at Darlington. And now that they're kind of hitting on some, some things here, I think Kevin Harvick's going to surprise some people in that consistency. It's going to keep them in the front. I... I'm going to copy your pick, sir. <laughs> I want to be able to pick him for Phoenix, but uh, if if anybody that knows uh, my history in my own league, it's a miracle that I've made it to the playoffs back-to-back -back years, let alone the high hopes of even having the option to make a pick in the final four. I just want to advance because I did not advance last year, so I am going to go with Kevin Harvick as well. So... I love it. Let's see what happens, my man. Yep, that sounds good to me. Um, I also think that, um, you know, saving some picks a little bit, but also kind of getting in there with a playoff driver is probably the way the majority of it's going to go this week. Absolutely. I am with you 100%. All right, man. Well, something tells me this may not be the last we hear from you on the lap traffic this year in 2022. Uh, best of luck in the playoffs. Great to catch up with you. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. We'll see you. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 290 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. Go give a follow on TikTok. Yes, I'm throwing some TikTok videos out there. That's at Lap Traffic PC, too. Huge thanks to Dustin Albino, Mariah Newdorf, David James, and Jason Fallenbaum for calling into the show. Uh, like I said, probably going to take next week off. But don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!